Hey everyone, how you going? It's Nelly here. Happy New Year to you. Don't know where that came from. Hey, we at the Dear Nelly team hope 2024 is full of love and adventure and rest and all the things, whatever that looks like for you. And thank you again for your continued support for this funny little podcast. Now, we've got some very exciting news. We have another live show coming up. This one is on Thursday, the 8th of February at the Malthouse Outdoors at the iconic Malthouse Theatre in Melbourne as part of their annual podcast season where they showcase mm -hmm, the best podcasts around. I am thrilled to confirm that the lineup includes me, obviously, hosting. We also have comedian, author and broadcaster Sammy Shah. Jesus, he's funny. He's so great on radio. He's so great at all the things. Some of you may know him from the Australian story on ABC, which featured the incredible tale of him and his now wife, academic Kylie Moore Gilbert, who was sentenced to 10 years in an Iranian prison, but thankfully made it home. What a love story. We also have comedian and dear Nelly favourite, the incomparable Kirsty Wiebeck, who also happens to be one of my strawberryest of strawberry friends, and I know you all adore adore her. And last but not least, oh my god, we have comedian and actor Lizzie Who. Lizzie bloody Who. She's on all the comedy specials, on all the streaming services, and no doubt she's one of the hottest bloody comedians going around. Now, I mean hot as in popular, but you know, you go with whatever. So look, I urge you to get in and book tickets via the Malthouse website or my website at nellythomas.com and of course there are links in the show notes couple of other quick reminders keep your calls coming if you can join patreon or acast plus for five bucks a month for bonus episodes and other rewards this year paid subscribers will get live zoom events with me throughout the year where we can do q a's and interact now, this podcast was recorded in the council area known as Darabin in Melbourne. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri peoples of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Last but not least, some things don't change, Moles. This is a sex, dating and relationships podcast for adults. If you don't like swearing, it's really going to give you the shit. So, off your fuck. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Dear Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yes, yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view. Dear Nelly, there's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we could talk it through. Get 
Hey there, everybody. It's producer Sammy here, letting you know that Nelly is taking a well-earned week off. Well-earned? Well-earned, whatever. Anyway, Nelly has taken a week off, and I've put together some wonderful little clips from the best of 2023. I know you're going to enjoy it. Nelly will be back next week. As always, do follow us on the socials, see what's going on, and please do write to us, leave a speak pipes. We love hearing from you, so please do do that whenever you can. Anyway, this is a wonderful best of episode of the great dear Nelly. Can I take you to little Evie? So was little Evie dating like as a teenager? Oh no. No? What was little she doing? Evie was little Evie was not little. Little Evie was yeah. fat. And yeah. Fat teenagers do not get dates. Did she want to date? Oh God, I was obsessed with boys. Yes. All I wanted to do was kiss them and have them love me and everything and you know in hindsight it was a wonderful thing because I had to work on my personality I had to work yes. on my um personality yeah else. well your brain and your heart and your intellect and brain. no I didn't have <laughs> any of that stop I it I hated school I had ADHD I was it was all yeah. awful at school I could not all I was at school for was to see my friends and play yeah. on boys yeah and eat their pies and yes cream buns <laughs> because I wasn't you know, didn't get that at home so I remember one night I was at a friend's house my parents had a group of 10, five couples. Yeah. And they caught up every weekend because they all played sport together yeah. and they all partied hard together. But yeah. it would always be at each house, right? Mm -hmm. There was mm. this one night where all the other kids were all doing something else and there was only me and another similar age girl. So we were about 14, 15, mm. and the parents all went out. They never went Ooh. out. They went out this one night and it was just her and I. Anyway, she went to a different school. She had let some of the boys know that she was going to be home. Yeah. And I was like, Ooh. oh, my God, and they all turned up drunk. And there's oh. one guy from my school. Yeah. He, what, he honed in on me. Oh. I was the only one of two yeah. people in the room. <laughs> um, honed in on me and would not leave me alone as far as attention. And, in a good way? Yeah. like Okay, in a nice way. Welcome attention. He, he was just like, like, you are the most beautiful. And all, all the other boys were ah. laughing, but he was too drunk to care. Right. And I was just, I was so overwhelmed by it, but it was mm. my first kiss. Like, oh. he kissed me. And the really funny thing is I've never, I remember afterwards, all I wanted to do was that kiss again. And I mm. used to kiss my own knee because it had stubble on it and he oh. had stubble on his chin and it oh. felt the same. And I'd never felt that before. That's but you so know what? Cute. It wasn't a great story in the end because on Monday at school, I remember his mates grabbing him yeah. and dragging him right in front in the middle of the quadrangle 
dragging him and he stood there and they all pointed and went, that's her. And he went, oh, no. Oh, Evie. It was heartbreaking, Oh, Nelly. that's it was devastating. Devastating. Like, I was so, because he kept saying, I was going to see you on Monday. I'm going to see you on Monday. And I was like, oh, oh no, you won't like me. You won't. You won't. Oh, I know you won't because no boys do. And he's like, I do. I think you're the most beautiful. You've got the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen. Yeah. Anyway, when, um, yeah, on the Monday, it was just, it was absolutely heartbreaking. Like my, bro- that is my heart broke. Devastating. Devastating. And, you know, it's interesting. So my older daughter is 16. So obviously a lot of her friend group are starting to date. And, I mean, I'll be careful about details, but just one of them had had, and she's not a big girl. Like she's actually a very, you know, classically sort of thin, tall, you know, gorgeous teenager. And she has had that same thing. And I'm that mum that they come to, yeah, you know, you which are. which is great. And I love that. Wonderful. Wonderful. And she's like, you know, basically he wants to do it in secret. And then when we're at school, kind of pretend Returned. I don't exist. I'm like, absolutely fucking not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not. Like you don't have to make out at school. No. No. You know, but no. kind of negative. you. Yeah, he is. And acknowledge the relationship as to what, it, for what it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? Thank God we have women like us to talk to children. Yeah. Um, and teen girls like that, yeah. teen boys, teen yeah. non-binaries. Yeah. To say, absolutely not. No. Because, you know, I didn't have an adult to talk to about it. No, shit, neither did I. And then you incredibly. And if I had. Yeah. What would have happened? What are you doing? You know what's interesting as well? We've talked about this with little queer kids who come out and then there's no adults around, you know, guiding them. Mm. Um, but I think it's also really interesting. I've seen this to some extent I've experienced it, but I've seen it with a lot of big girls, thick girls, fat girls, whatever you want to call them, maybe boys as well. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. They can be particularly in that late teen period, very vulnerable because they know that they're not quote unquote wanted. And so therefore, if any guy comes along at a party and kind of goes, oh my God, you're beautiful. You want to blow me? They're like, oh, maybe I do. I'm not sure if I do. Oh, no, of course I do. Of course I do. We have to talk, especially if you've got big girls in your orbit, I mean of any age, but particularly if they're young, no, you don't. That is not attention. That's good. And you know what, Nell, it's not just the big girls. It is the patriarchy. They teach those boys to make girls from a very young age Feel that they are shit house. Yeah. That they are need to be something to make the boys want them. Yeah. And then, when that turns out to be a blowjob, they'll do it mm. because they're oh, yeah. already disliked and yeah. girls suck anyway. And you all get yeah. gross and dumb and can't run and you can't throw a ball and yeah. oh my god, you're so annoying and with and your, your bodies are and weird and your you're body, too emotional. Yeah, yep. you know all I think it's it taught. I know a couple of teenage boys as well through, you know, my kids' circles. And what I think is interesting too is that how much that harms them because you imagine that bravado, say in that situation of the boy at school kind of pretending, I don't even know her, I don't even know her. Literally half an hour later he's texting her going, I'm really sorry, like I, I do really like you. So he's actually putting on a mask pressure you know like to get to put to put to present I can't like her that would be weak 
Well, and he's lying and yeah. expecting her to help him with that lie and knowing mm. how wrong it is. Yeah, and feeling like shit. And then, yeah. you know, and then boys are killing themselves because they yeah. can't fucking handle the pressure. Yeah. And so yeah. let's just dismantle the patriarchy. Yeah. That's right. And just, and oh, name God. it. Yeah. No, name anyway, it. I want to come back to you. So that situation happens and I had a similar situation and I think there'd be so many people listening going, oh, my God, yeah, and the heartbreak and I'm fucking 50, you know what I mean? Like it's still, that's still a little wound. Um, When, like, did that prevent you dating or, like, did you then? Oh, God, no. No. I was, was, there was, it was all about me being wrong. I had to lose weight. And when, you know what, the really funny thing is I knew it at the time and I know it now. I didn't get it. I wasn't angry back then because of the culture. Yeah. But all I knew was every boy around me wanted to be around me all the yes. time. Like, yeah, because you're so charming. I was just fun and we yeah. just, and I was smarter than them and funnier yeah. than them and they'd never met a chick like that. So yeah. boys loved hanging around me and they yeah. were all attracted to me and they hated it about themselves. Uh, so oh. there would be a lot of vitriol at me. Can we that, sit like- with that? That mm. is exactly what's going on. Like in that dynamic where where it's the can't see you in public, I'll text you later, oh, my God, you're the most beautiful thing ever. Like that is nothing to do with Evie. No. That is internalised hatred yes, themselves. Absolutely. I think homophobia is the same. Absolutely. And I hate what? whatever bit of me is that. Yes. And it yeah. still happens to this day. Yeah. I'll meet someone, um, a straight, mostly straight white man. Mm. Often my friend's husbands mm. who hate me because they're so attracted to me. Oh. They feel, I see it. I see it in their eyes. Mm. I smell it about mm. them. Mm. But I can see them conflicting instead yeah. of just saying, gee, she's gorgeous. Yeah, and why not? Obviously, there's something going on in the relationship that, you know, they can't yeah. say that. And that's another whole, whole other thing. Oh, we'll get to that. Mat- matrimony and mo- yeah. monogamy and all that yeah. shit. Can't stand all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And the rules and the boundaries and all yeah. that kind of thing. But I have had four husbands get really, really drunk mm. and absolutely annihilate me verbally like and almost physically wow because they're so angry at me for existing and what are they well because you're a single independent woman who's in her 50s bit too mouthy for them oh too mouthy yeah right who do you think you are you think you're hot as well and I'm like you said that not me yes oh um this is all you know they hate they hate and you know I'll say I can see you and mm. that fucking incenses yes, them even absolutely. more. Absolutely. No, no, I'm co- I'm covering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you, yeah, you're actually not, mate. No. <laughs> you're actually and it's not. Really, and it's really interesting because every time it's happened, it's always been with the wife there or the partner yeah. and she gets shocked. She's not seen any yes. of this coming. And it's been coming for months. Yes. And the, the partner has gotten too drunk yeah. and then they try to intervene and say, what are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I'm so sorry. I don't know why he's behaving like this. And then I start to explain it to them in front of the man, exactly what's happening. Oh, wow. Blows them up. Yes. So, um, because that's when you're, I mean, 
exposure. That is yeah. being exposed yeah. for what's yes. actually happening. And happening. I think often in relationships, and all of us do this, it's just a matter of degree, you, you're blinded. Yes. You know, you see what you want to see and yes. if it contravenes your version yes. of them, and yes. that's I think why it's so confronting if it's extreme like that because you can't yeah. ignore that no. aggression. No, and as a single wow. woman it's extremely confronting because I don't have that partner there yes. to go, mate, Yes, then, you know, put, pull your head in. What are you doing? Yeah, And it would never happen if I did. That's Can I tell difference. you what's more confronting if you did have a partner there and they didn't do anything? Oh, Right, and there'll be a lot of people yeah. listening going, I've been in that situation. Yeah. So absolutely. you're you're long term single. How long have you? You're fifty one. Fifty. Fifty. How long have I'll you be been fifty one soon? But thank you yes. for reminding me. <laughs> Let's not age me, Nellie Thomas. Let's. Oh, not... sorry. You're fifty in a couple of months. Uh-huh. And how long have you been single? I'm very bad at math, but yeah. since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, ballpark. So twenty four years. Twenty four years. Yeah, and you, one of the things I adore about you is that you fucking own that. Mm, That is a crown on your head. You've got your saber. (laughs) You've got your dragons behind you. Like tell me because it's a really important cultural Mm. intervention Mm. to hear like the narrative of the middle-aged woman who's long-term single is left on the shelf. She's lonely. Mm. She's looking for a husband, da-da-da. What's your, give us your hot take. You have got a lot of animals. I do, I do. You love them. But if if a cat wants to come and hang out here, they're more than welcome. Yeah. But, no, I love it, prefer it, Mm. tried the relationships. Yeah. They all sucked balls. (laughs) Um, I would prefer to be gay if I could, but you know what? Red alert, sexuality is not a choice. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Someone write that down. Hot take, hot take. I say it yeah. all the time. I'm a straight woman and fuck uh, me, I wish I wasn't. Yeah. But, you know, I never chose to be this way. I, I think I, there's I, a few listeners who wish you weren't too, just no, quietly. I, oh, my God, what I would do to be with those listeners. Oh, my God, you're a lesbian dream girl. I, I'm a lesbian wannabe. Yeah. I wish I wish you could choose your own sexuality. Because, and you know what? That's why I hate people that think it is such oh, a choice bullshit. with gay people. It's like, yeah. when did you choose to be straight? Because yeah. I know for a fact I didn't and I wouldn't yeah. now, knowing yeah, what yeah. I know. If I had the option. <laughs> I tell you what, next time we go out, we can walk around holding hands and you can just have that experience. I do. Well, you know what? My best friend, Annie Potatoes. Yeah. She lives in Castle, Maine. Yeah. And it is full of lesbians. So yes. So we, we don't do it on purpose, but yeah. we just hold, we, we walk around arm in arm. And yeah, everyone, even if we don't, people just assume we're um, a couple. And it was not offensive to her, but she found yeah. it a little bit confronting, not because of the lesbianism, because yeah. people thought she was with me and she'd yeah, like, it's never been her. It's your friend. No, no, I understand that part. I understand but that part. we're now very used to the the everyone thinks we're an old married couple and I yell at her like I would if I had a husband. Do you know what as well, I reckon, because you are both very potent, powerful women mm. and even unconsciously, regardless of your looks or signals or whatever, people actually unconsciously associate that with independence and they associate lesbianism with independence like, oh, you don't need dudes. Oh, yes. No, like them, don't need them. 
Don't and so of course you must be. I mean, that's a, the oldest trick in the book, isn't it? You're an independent, qu- yeah. confident woman. You must be a fucking lesbian, yeah. man, a leso. Yeah, yeah. If you and want it's me like, to be, guess, guess what? I like yeah. dick. Yeah, She's not yours. <laughs> it's not the bits attached to yours. Now tell no, me, it's not the dick that I even like. I don't even watch gay. I mean, straight porn. It, yeah. it grosses me out. Penises are gross. Yeah. I watch fem- <laughs> like like lesbian porn. Right. But yet, I'm not a lesbian, but I have so many lesbian friends who watch yeah. gay men porn. So yes. it's not. It has nothing no. to do with your sexuality. No, it, it really has everything doesn't. Everything to do with what gets you off. And sometimes it might be the opposite of your sexuality for that very reason. Yep, exactly. Because it's fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. And whatever gets you off. And it seems yeah. to be the, all about the orgasms. And yeah. Not, or not the orgasms of in itself. It's about the build-up to getting that orgasm and, and that Between the years, what, Evie. It's between the years, it not is. between the legs. I was yeah. saying to a friend yesterday, gender has no dark. Um, what was it that I said to her? Lips and tits. Tits, lips and fingertips and toes, they have no gender in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I say when don't. I'm mentoring new, well, obviously I'm very careful about who I say this to, but I'm thinking one in particular, a young woman that I mentor who started to get into comedy. When I say young, she's 38, so I'm being ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but she lacks a confidence and yeah. for a range of reasons. And now when she goes out on stage, I say to her, we have this little joke where I'm like, tits and teeth. Because she's trying to shrink herself, right? Because yes. she's she's a big girl as well. She's fucking gorgeous. I'm like, right, it's we don't do that. This I is your it. stage. You are taking up. So what do we do? Head up. We're showing our teeth. Chest out. Tits and oh, teeth. I love that. Can you record that and send it to me and I'll just play that every time? I'm gonna, it's it. going to be your ringtone. Dear Nelly, I've got 20 questions for you on dating and relationships. Number one. Ginelli, how do I engage a woman who's a lesbian in a conversation online that gets past, hi, how are you, on the dating apps? Number two, when dating another woman in a lesbian relationship, how do you work out finances? Do you split the bills, alternate paying each date, or let her pay? Number three, I'd love to know how to keep it fun and casual when just wanting sex with lesbians when they ultimately want more. Number four, I started a casual no-strings-attached friends with benefits scenario with one woman, then met another who wanted the same, but now both want a serious commitments and to be girlfriends. What do I do? Five, how on earth do you have a monogamous relationship with another lesbian when you are always horny and their sex drive doesn't match yours? Six, do you do open or poly relationships really work for lesbians and what does it need to be successful? Seven, I'd love tips on how to make a semi-long distance relationship work, like two hours drive between city and country in the early days of lesbian dating. Eight. It cut out at eight. I think we're both relieved. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bless you, though. I love the call, but that's a lot. That's a lot of questions. How long do we have, Nelly? I don't <laughs> know look, I time. wish I had videoed your face oh, as, as you would listen to that. You're going to have to go – you're going to have to list question by question because I've forgotten. Oh, God. Well, let's start with 
She's looking for an SOP on how to, like, a standard operating procedure for yeah. lesbian dating. <laughs> she is. And a GPS. Well, lucky you're here. Oh, great. So yeah. let's start with, because I think this is a question actually we've had a few times, with queer women who may or may not be lesbians who want to date other queer women and yeah. are going, but I just want it to be casual or friends with benefits, but it keeps going to shit. What's your view on that? You have to be straight up with exactly what you want at yeah. the start. Yeah. No hiding what behind bullshit. What if you bullshit? do that and they just think, oh, well, you've I'll got win to, her over. You've got to step back. Yeah. that's You've got to make it clear every time that they that they step out of that zone or yeah. that boundary's being crossed. Yeah. You've got, to, you've got to straighten them up. But, you know, to be honest, if they've gone to the other side where they want a relationship, that's it. Cut it off. Gone. So, all right, let's give a real world example. Let's say you and I meet on the apps yep. and I go, I want friends with benefits. Yep. And you go, no worries. And we hook up a couple of times. And then what would give me an indication that you'd cross to the relationship side and that I should cut it off? Uh, I think the constant contact. All right. So if you're texting... T- uh, Oh, maybe two, three times a day. One, okay. Once a day is nice to say. Sure. Hey, how are you going? Yeah. Can, when can we catch up yeah. next? Um, but if you're going beyond that. If you're going, saying, good morning, good night. What would yeah. you have for lunch? What would you have for dinner? I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. The stereotype, there's some truth in it, but I think we overplay it. The stereotype is that women or people assigned female at birth cannot date each other without the U-Haul, without – Moving in after a week. Can we buy a cat together? Can we buy a cat? You know, let's buy that fucking artwork, whatever yeah. it is. I just think dysfunction's dysfunction. Mm. Moving in with someone that you've known after two weeks is dysfunctional. I don't care what your sexuality or gender is. Yes, I agree. And it's not everybody. I think it's a funny joke. But <laughs> I, I don't think, know. Oh, do you across... think it's everyone? No, it's not everyone. Of course it's not. But there is a large majority of um, our... It's more likely. It's more likely. Yeah, I think it's more likely. So, all right, you start texting me too much. I start going, mm, what else would I, should I look for? Because I tell you what, I've been in this situation. The other person's not going to say necessarily I love you, but they're mm. going to start doing things that yeah. indicate that they're in no. a different space to you. What else? Gifts. Flowers. Gifts. You know, sending your flowers. Yeah. Uh, wanting to take you out for dinner, breakfast, lunch. Uh, so friends with benefits, we're not doing no, dating. We're bonking. That's it. That's it. That's a very hard and fast rule. But you have to be. But can't hard you have and fast. dinner with your friend? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Who's paying? Are you paying? Um, well, that's one of the questions. Yeah. Oh God, that's another question. Jeez, you've got a lot of questions. Yeah. Obviously, I love it. she's written it all down yeah. and just gone. I appreciate it. These are the things she wants to know. Well, she needs to know them, so let's yeah. just tell her. Um, okay, so yeah, those. I think when you're doing friends with benefits, it has to be friends with benefits, and that's it. Mm. Down the line, no dinners, no lunches. That's just the way it is. Like the boys do. I mean, yeah, they do. They just do yeah. it so easily. So you got to be quiet. The way that I would put it is, you got to be really strict with your boundaries. Strict. And I'll, I'm generalizing, but I think a lot of women, um, we feel like we need to be nice and polite. Mm-hmm. And the downside of that is that we don't lay that boundary down strongly enough. I think so. And so I'll, you don't text me ten times a day yeah. or whatever it is if we're doing casual. Women have a lot of feelings. <laughs> Fucking feelings. Fucking feelings. <laughs> I 
I have been, and I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse, but I've been blessed with the fact that I can sleep with someone that I don't care about. Yeah. Not, not, um, not in a mean way. No, no. But I can You can have casual my, sex is I what can. you're saying. I yeah. can go. And plenty of people can of all genders. Yeah. And some can't. And some can't. But some of the ones who can't don't know they can't. Yeah. And they soon find out. You they know. do. But I think that's where the boundary stuff comes in. You know, of the pushing. So let's say in her case, she wants to know basically, can I do casual in a lesbian context? Of course you can. Of course you can. But you need to, as you said, spell it out really quickly and clearly. Clearly. And if they start encroaching into relationship territory, nicknames. Write a contract. All of that. (laughs) (laughs) Write it down, just say, look, this is what I expect. Then pull it back and see how they react maybe. Yeah. You know, if you go, look, I'm a bit uncomfortable that you we're having this much contact, can we pull it back? If they chuck a tanty, fuck them off. Yeah, look, any sign of, um, you know, them crying at your door. Um, if they respect that, though, and go, oh, okay, sorry, I've misread, and yeah. they pull back, okay, fine. That's good. Yeah. But if they don't, no. No, Goodbye. that's right, and early. Early. Rip off the Band-Aid. <laughs> One rip, right off. Yeah, yeah, done. <laughs> that's it, done. done. And you're allowed to do that. I can't stress that enough. You're allowed to do that. You didn't promise anyone anything? No. You're allowed to break up. You were clear at the start. Yeah. Just remember that. You put yeah. your boundaries down. Yeah. Let it go. So she asked about paying on a date. Do you have rules about that? No, not really. But I'm really generous and I will pay. Yeah. I always pay. Yeah. I, that's just me. But um, what if the other person's kind of going, no, I insist? Go Harvey's. Yeah. I reckon, I mean, for me, I'm like, go halves, or if you know, and this is a difficult thing if you don't know them well. Mm. But for me, say with friends, if I know that I have more money than they do, you know, which in, as a performer is I know people have got a shitload more money than me and some have got a lot less. If I know they've got a lot less, of course I'll pay. Yeah, um, we go to um, we have um, dinner groups that we go to and in the end, I mean, we just all pay a divvy, a percent, yeah. you know, we divvy it up between six people or whatever yeah. it is and just throw money in. Yeah. I mean, I know some people don't have that. Yeah. You know, they don't have the money. Yeah. Um, and so I would say if you don't have the money, go to a place where you can pay up front. So yeah. you go and order and pay. Yes. Um, that's the way of, of getting past that yes. difficult. that uncomfortable thing. Yeah. Just a little dating tip too. I think if you don't have much money, just meet for one cocktail. Yeah. You know, so $15. Yeah. But one cocktail and it's still a nice setting. You don't have to meet for a $100 dinner or a no. $200 dinner. You could go for a walk. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, no. but, you know, <laughs> Neither would I. one could. You could meet for a coffee. Like, there's a range of – and we've talked about that in other episodes. But generally speaking, I'd be like 50-50. There's apps as well You where if you're dating regularly where you can keep a track of who spent what and you just sort of top both oh, top wow. it up. Yeah, wow. I think there's one called Splitwise that I've used um, with friends and so on. So you can do that. But in general, I reckon 50-50. Yeah, I reckon 50-50. Unless someone's got a shitload more money. Yeah. That's a kind of different scenario. Um, or you're really broke. Yeah. You know. Well, if you're really bro- broke, I don't think you'd be going out to dinner or, you know, you know within yeah. yourself what your financial what status What your limits is. are. Yeah. Now, she asked about poly and open relationships. Like, do you think that she's asked, can lesbians do that? What do you reckon? Uh, my experience, um, I have been in... Not poly, but open. Yeah. Um, so tell us the difference. So poly is more invested, as yeah. in, uh, so 
a relationship between two people will become three. Mm. So they're living together. So you're actually every- in a relationship yes. with the three. Yes. So you're not like an open relationship might mean you're allowed to sleep with other people. That's right. Yeah. Whereas Polly is in like the three of you in a relationship or the four of you or however many there are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't really comment on Polly. Yeah. I I mean, I'm just thinking of women in general and what I've been through. Yeah. Uh, that would be hell. <laughs> you sound like you've been I'm scared. in Vietnam. I'm <laughs> the choppers, I'll man, the choppers. Chop. I've come back So you've warm. been in open relationships? I have, yeah. And how does that, how'd that go? Uh, some were fine um, and some weren't. Didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say it was an open – so I've been in a relationship where I've said I can't be monogamous. I yeah. need to have a third person. And I think my way of uh, – introducing them into that world was let's have a third person into the you yeah. know, bedroom every As now in let's then. have a threesome. Yeah, let's have a yeah, threesome. Right. So, um, yeah, that didn't work because my <laughs> partner at the Why? time was fiercely jealous. Oh. And, man, it was hard work because I was trying to keep her happy. Did you find that out in the sex situation? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Son. Yeah, it was really hard. Oh, oh. man. I, it was like I'd been through ten rounds of boxing by the end. Oh. Just – no, the energy-wise, I'm like, I can't. I don't physically. I can't do this. It's too much. Honestly, I mean, I've said this before, but I'm like, I can't even share a pack of biscuits. Like, <laughs> I just don't know that I'd want to share a lover. Yeah. But I understand the instinct yeah. and the impulse. And I think she, our caller, is wanting, is basically, from the impression I'm getting, she's got a high sex drive. Mm. Most of the women that she's with, don't match that. No. And so what does she do? Man, you've got to keep on those apps and get some contracts going for each for each uh, suburb or something. So what, you, you can think like date multiple people? Oh, yeah. I've yeah. got to. What if she wants a girlfriend though? Does she want a girlfriend? Don't know. We'll have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's asking about Polly because she's saying, my impression is she wants a relationship but she doesn't want monogamy. And she, I reckon, reading between the lines, she's going, can women really do that? Oh, man, that's rough. That's a, that's, that's a tough. It's tough. That's tough. I, I wouldn't recommend a poly relationship if your libido is, like, really high. I would recommend finding friends with benefits. It's an open relationship. Yeah, that can service, yeah. service you. Yeah, can, that, <laughs> can fulfil that need. Yeah. I think it's um, – the the answer in black and white is absolutely yes because they exist. Yes, they do. Right? There are absolutely lesbian poly relationships and there are lesbian – there's relationships of all kinds that are open and monogamous and whatever. It's, it's about finding someone who accepts that. And can, and can do that. And I wonder in our age bracket in the lesbian community – is that harder to find? Because I reckon if you were 20-something and in the queer community, you'd find that relatively easy. Mm. But when you're talking 40-plus, 50-plus, I'm not sure. I don't know. Some people do like their, um, you know, quiet time by themselves. So they can just like, oh, you go off with that partner. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just going to stay home and do whatever I yeah. want. Maybe. But oh. you, what I mean is when we were coming up, it wasn't a thing – it wasn't a big thing no. in the among women in general. You know, no. I think there were gay men doing that. Oh, yeah. But in terms of straight women, queer women, whatever women, mm. it wasn't an option that was in our minds, I don't think, at 20. No, not really. In the fetish world it is. Yes. 
Um, so I've been in both. Yeah. While I am. In Maybe both. she needs the fetish world. Yeah. Maybe she because then that really is negotiated. Hundred percent. She should do that. Have a have a There's try. An idea. Get on FetLife and have a look. Yeah. What's the other one? Field. I've never. The only one I've ever been on is FetLife. Is it okay. Field? Field. I think it's never Field. It says for open-minded people, and oh. of course, it's like couples and kink and all okay. the rest of it. So I wonder if she. It's sort of two answers. If she's single, then go for it and get on Field and FetLife and yep. you know even the general ones, but just make it clear what you want. If she's got a partner, I mean you. I mean, there's no other way around it. You'd have to negotiate. Your partner might be open to that and they might not. And like I said, first thing, you, you, you've you got to, when you when you first meet these people, you, you really need to put it down yeah. and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah. And don't bring it up three months later. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Straight away. Yeah. Tell them what you Start you're as you mean to continue. Yeah. It's hard to unwind it. Yes. Now, tell me this actually because I reckon giving, you've got a lot more experience, I think, you know, dating than most of people listening. One of the questions that we get is, let's say you are, let's say she goes, all right, I'm going to go to a, I'm going to, I mean, you can't find a fucking lesbian club anymore, but let's say she found one (laughs) and went to a party. What does she do if someone approaches her that she's not attracted to? Uh, That's, that is approaching her. Let's say you're in a bar and, and a woman approaches you and you're like not interested. What do you do? Look, I'm a really nice person. Yeah. (laughs) So, I would just chat away. I'm the kind of person. You'd just like take them home, then marry no, no, them. No, 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 no. So you'd have a bit of a chat? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Would Us, you let them buy you a drink? Um, no, because I I don't I don't allow that. I buy my own drinks. I just say, look, it's just a thing, you know, I just yeah. buy my own drinks. You know? Oh, that's a good one. But let's have a drink together. Because that's uncomfortable. Because if someone comes up to you and says, Can I buy you a drink? You yeah. know what they mean. Yeah, that's right. And it feels rude to go, no. No, <laughs> no. I just say. Look, so you just go. Oh, I buy my own drinks, yeah, but my thank own you. Drinks, but thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, have a general chit chat. Yeah. Ask what you know she's here looking for. What she's yeah. doing. If she's got friends here. Yeah. What are you like up that. to? Yeah. yeah. Have a general chit chat five minutes and just say, hey, have a great night. You know, nice to meet you. And then and then off, off, you, off you go. <laughs> yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Back onto the stripper pole. Have you? <laughs> Have you been in that position, I assume you have, I have, where you've had to actually call it because they're not getting the hint? Yeah, well, that's Where you've had to go, no, yeah. you're not my type or whatever, like something very clear. Uh, yeah, of course, but you don't want to be rude. I feel sorry I know, for these people. Same. You know, And a lot of the time I'll have friends, we'll have friends there and my gay boys, you know, yeah. and I'd look over in the corner and they'll be like, yep, right. Son needs help. Yes. Over we go. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. So if she's going out to the clubs and whatever, take a couple of da- gay dudes. You need some wingmen. I've got a signal. Yep. <laughs> you swoop in. Yep. That's it. <laughs> out you get. So tell me what's wrong. Let's say you and I are in that situation. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me saying, thank you so much for offering to buy me a drink, mm. but I'm going to be really honest with you, you're just not my type. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you think it's too presumptuous? No. Not at all. Why? What if they then chuck a nana? Fine, walk off. Yeah, off you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah. you're you're not saying, hey, fuck off. I'm yeah, not interested. Yeah, yeah, you're being really polite. So, and the reason I'm I know this, but I'm saying this because I know people listening need to hear being direct is not rude. No, like saying not. to someone, "What are you talking to me for?" is rude. Yeah, 
yeah, that is. But letting someone know, look, thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. You're kind of calling out what's happening. Mm. I realise you're offering me a drink for this reason. Yep. But, you know, it's, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So just, thank you. Or I'm not out for that. I'm tonight. not out for that. I'm just out with my mates. Oh, that's a good one. You know, we're just, we're just having fun. with someone else five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. I didn't know. But seriously, they sound like... It sounds like adolescent questions, but for a lot of people, if you've been in a relationship for 10 years, mm. 20 years, 30 years, like some of our callers, and they're going back into dating, this is what the, the shit they want to know. Wow. What do you do if someone approaches you and you don't – or what if you see someone you like? What do you do? There's nothing wrong with being uh, polite and kind to someone, even yeah. though you're not interested in them. Yeah. You don't want them the to The fear is horrible. you're going to lead them on, though. Well, by being kind and oh, okay, so okay. you must have had that. I've definitely had that because I'm warm with everybody. Yes, I, yeah, and that can I be do. misread yep. as yeah. being flirty. And I'm yep. like, oh fuck, I talk to the bloody postman like this. I've had partners say to me, um, "You've been flirting with him." I said, "No, I'm just being nice." Yeah, I'm just like that's my that's vibe. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But I wouldn't continue the conversation for longer than five minutes because okay. then you kind of just you so are give going yourself like a, a little rule, a limit. Of roughly five – you love your rules. I love this because people <laughs> – this will be really helpful for people listening. You know, be, you can have a polite chat for five minutes and you find a way to exit. Yeah. And then if they persist, See actually – yeah. <laughs> simp- Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Symptoms are wrong. <laughs> but if they persist, it's okay to just be really blunt. It is. Just go, look, I don't feel like chatting yeah. anymore. And you know what? Sometimes it will hurt someone's ego when you let them yeah. down. But if you're being nice about it, it's yeah. like, oh, that's a bummer. But then off you go. But also, I've been rejected. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Oh. Nah, never. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Oh! <laughs> the balls. <laughs> I really don't think this highly of myself, but, you know, in this ballpark, yeah, maybe. But, look, it's to me, I chalk it up to I'm not for everyone. Yeah. You know, none of us are. No, no. Like, at all. It's, all, it's all part of if you're going to be doing dating – um, you're going to be someone's jam and not someone else's. And just be realistic you know? too, you know. We all know when we're batting above our weight. <laughs> so, you know, the supermodel down the, down the road. Lower. <laughs> I'm lower than you. Right, so I've got no chance. I'm not even going to try that one. Oh, that's on hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would see that as a challenge. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd love to see that in, in real time. Oh, my God. I did speed dating. I've mentioned a couple of times before. And you'd think it would be fabulous. Like it was queer women's speed dating. But a straight guy had organised it and he'd made the age range 20 to 50. Aww, and mom. I'm like, I'm not fucking dating even a 30-year-old, <laughs> let alone someone with a two in front of And I just sat on about 10 dates with like 22-year-old. 20, and I'm just like, obviously we're not going to date. Just tell me your coming out story. Like I just mummed them. Yeah, like, wow. it was It was wild. All right, we're yeah. going to finish up with big mistake. So in your experience and for listeners, of course, we're going to put links into the show notes to your first book, um, Get Divorced, Be Happy, 
also to your a wonderful podcast, Scummy Mummies, which covers a lot of this area of turf as well and a lot yeah. more parenting stuff. Um, you're in this ether. So what's the biggest mistake you see, do you think, in dating and relationships? I think the biggest um, mistake in, in dating in relationships is, and I've thought about I've thought about this a lot, is, again, like your listener said, um, being afraid in the early stages to say your real feelings. Yes. And because especially if you haven't been loved properly for a long time yeah. or if you are projecting so much onto this new relationship, you you hold back the crazy. You hold yes. back <laughs> You can hold back things yes. that down the line, um, and it sort of it does echo a bit with. It's funny, um, it echoes a bit with your caller. Yeah, but don't be afraid to go. This doesn't quite feel right. Or when you said that, you know, mm-hmm. that made me feel a bit sad because mm. that will build, and then you'll have this almighty crash, and that other person go, "Hey, hang on, hang mm. on." If you said three months ago, yeah, but because then. It's almost like a like a micro betrayal. Yeah. Because then if you bring that like I've been thinking this for six months and you've done yeah. this, 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 yeah. Then they can't change what happened three months ago, but they can going forward. So I, I saw this with a friend, Thony, with someone, a friend of mine, and I'll obviously anonymize, was seething because yeah. the person that she'd started dating hadn't changed their relationship status on Facebook. And I'm like <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. So if I'm dating someone and they're thinking Nellie's not updating her relationship status because she's ashamed of our relationship or she's hiding it away, I I wouldn't even know that was going on in their mind. Oh, God. I'm like, you have got to talk to that person. (laughs) Like they might not have ever had a relationship status on Facebook and all of a sudden you're telling yourself a story that they're hiding it that you're shameful, that you're not good looking enough, that that whatever mm. the fucking story you're telling yourself, and it's a complete projection. Yeah. yeah so yeah, raise absolutely. it. Yes, exactly. And get used to saying, is it okay? I'm just going to, you know, I know it's hard. It's really hard to start those conversations, yeah. but it shouldn't come out of like a burst valve. No, that's, that's right. When you blow and then it comes out all wrong. And I think you're right in terms of hiding your own stuff as well. Like I remember being in a dating situation. You know this about me. I have really chronic anxiety if I don't know where I am, right? So let's say if you and I went to Sydney and you went, well, let's just wander down there and find a pub. Like I can't do that. You know, I I need to look it up. I need to know where I'm going, where it is in relation to the hotel that we're staying at, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was talking to a previous guest about that. That used to be, that would be something that I would hide. Mm. Whereas now I go, you need to know this about me because I'm nearly 50 and that part of yeah. me, I think, is baked in, you know. Yeah. So I'm not going to make <laughs> you pay for the Uber, yeah. but I am going to need to get an Uber to that pub or I'm going to need to see on the map exactly how far it is and where we are. And that's, you're just going to, that's one of my quirks you're going to have to deal with. And I'll deal with some yeah. of yours. Whereas I would have yeah. hidden that because it's embarrassing. Oh, but it's it's lovely. And I think that's there's there's obviously some, you know, that's a bit of security and safety yeah. stuff. And that's 
okay. Yeah. I, I was just in the in Berlin on the weekend and a friend of mine lives there and she's like, just catch the train to my house. And I took two trains in the wrong direction. Yeah. And and she's uh, and she's really against cabs. And yeah. I was like, I just want to take a cab to your house, it'll take half an hour. And she's like, No, no, no. And and I just I found it so stressful. But if yeah. I had just asserted myself and said, Self. listen. I will pay for the cab and yeah. then I'll be dropped off in a foreign city. Yeah. I've been up since four. I've just taken a flight. Yeah. I'm really scared. Yeah. But I couldn't do it. Yeah. So I, you know, I could listen to my own advice. And then yeah. on the way home, she said, just take, you know, I just run a marathon. And I was like, oh, I'll just take a cab. And she's like, no, no, take the train. Of course I no, took no. the wrong train. No, I'll and get I ended a cab. Up in rural Germany and yeah. I had to take a cab from somewhere yeah. else to the airport. It made yeah. me really stressed out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I get you, babe. And okay. if you hide that, so, and for someone else it'll be, I can't eat, I don't know, my food has to be separate on the plate. It'll be, I don't know, we've all got a thing. I have to sit with my back toward the to the wall or, you know, I have to be, I say to my kids, I have to be able to see the shooters, you know, if we're in a restaurant. <laughs> like I need to be able to see the door. Like, you know, we've all got our shit. If you yeah, hide, of course you don't want to lead with it, but if you have no. too much of that when you start seeing someone, they're going to be fucking shocked six months in yeah. when you're going, get out the Melways and find me a new yeah. restaurant. Like actually reveal yourself. They take it or leave it. Yeah. Pop the pimple. Pop Don't it. Let it become a ball. <laughs> Pop it. Crack out a fart. See how it goes. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh god! Is that not one of the biggest dating dilemmas? At what point do you fart in front oh of the other god. person? I I I did one the other night in bed, and we'd just been saying, "Oh, I love you so much! I love you so much!" And I've been holding this farting in bed, and then my fart just went. <laughs> like I was like releasing a balloon. He's like. That was so romantic, babe. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But it was just in this silence. So how far into this relationship did you start farting? I think it was about six weeks because I laughed <laughs> and then did a pop. And I then I sort of like was laughing and then clapping and he's like, nah, it, it, that was a fart. I was like, yeah, it was a fart, babe. <laughs> I distinctly remember sitting on the porch of my caravan with you when you and I yeah. laughed so much that you snorted and farted at the same time, and then I couldn't stop laughing and wet my pants. And it was such, it was such a middle-aged lady scene of just like farting, snorting, pelvic floor issues. Oh, my God. One of us just needed to break the chair. That That is my fall back break the chair oh my god one of us needed to go and complain about the noise at the next campsite and then we would have been like full middle-aged karen karen bingo absolutely absolutely beautiful oh helen thorne i do love you so oh nelly you're a cup of joy you're you're a superstar it's just just beautiful for our listeners and I, I know I've said it, but I'm going to say it again because I know how deep in the shit some of our listeners are emotionally. You were there. I cannot stress this enough. Yeah. yeah. You were there. And like you say, just a bit by bit where you go, oh, I'm just going to go for a walk today, you know, yeah. and six months later I'm going to go on a date. I'm going to register on Tinder. I'm going to see this friend I haven't seen. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to get a psychologist. I'm going to start lifting weights. None of these things happen in a week. 
No. They happen over years and mm. then the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Look at you go. Your career's gone off. You're in love. Your kids are happy. You've got more money. You're like yeah. shining. Yeah. I, Glorious. I feel very, yeah. I feel really fortunate and, and, you know, I have my shit days, but, but, but yeah. they don't seem so hard anymore. No. And I, and I, yeah, I just feel such joy and I, I don't have any plans. When yeah. I was married, I was like, yeah. everything was like, yeah, we'll work and then there'll be grandchildren and then retirement. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking know. Nobody knows yes. what's going to happen next week. Oh. And that's, embrace that. That's exciting. That is the best bit about ripping up the script because you also stop putting your shit on others. I'm the same with my kids. I'm like, I don't know if I'll get grandkids. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. I don't know if they'll yeah. travel with me. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. I, I don't know. Like, so I'm not putting yeah. these generational expectations on them. You know, mm. I can just enjoy them as the human beings that they are now in the same way that yeah. you can. And yeah. to know that it is, you know, for you, just to go back to you saying, you know, I feel very fortunate. Of course you're fortunate, but you're also, you've deliberately done this. And that's the message I want to get across to listeners. Just mm. do a, a thing a day a thing yeah. a week, uh, anything you can to rebuild, just do that thing. Even if it's as simple as I will cook myself a meal today, I'll get yeah. some nutrition into myself. Yeah, I will drink less this Friday. Yeah. I will, whatever it is, like just give yourself, and over time it really does add up. Yeah, it is. And it's, you get it's to a better only, place. It's the only way you can do it is slowly. Yeah. And it's, and frustrating there's yeah. no time limit and my time limit it will be different to yours yes but every time you choose yourself you 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 move that little bit more forward you yeah. just you just do and it's such investment in 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 your happiness and that's that's yeah. one and, yeah and and, and also you throw the measures of success out yes. the window okay. yes don't there's no more tick boxes there's nah. none none of that yeah, yeah. Totally, your your script, your list, mm. not one of yeah. these ones that you find in the bloody Sunday magazine, or by <laughs> looking next door or whatever, because that yeah. picture that you see is not real anyway. We all know that, so actually, yeah. really take that on board and live it, and mm. um, be at least open to the possibility of hope. Yeah, you know that right. things will get better. That doesn't mean I'll get a boyfriend. No. It means you'll feel better. Yeah, exactly. You know, at some point. Hey, Nelly, this is Ruby. Long-time listener, first-time caller. No, I'm only kidding. Um, I've listened to all your episodes so far and I'm absolutely loving the Dear Nelly podcast. Um, I have recently had a bust-up of my relationship and I went from having a fairly um, sort of typical trajectory, you know, um, couple you know, starting to pay off a mortgage, all of those things, to now I am looking at share housing, uh, kind of a big life that I've built has all fallen apart. And it feels like everybody in my age group is in a couple and living in stable housing. And I feel like I'm back in my 20s and it's very confronting. And I wondered if you had anything to say about 
that and what to do to cope with those feelings of failure, I guess. Anyway, I really hope that you choose my question and love you very much and you're very funny. Bye. Oh, darling girl. Oh, Ruth, was it? Ruby. Ruby, Ruby, sorry. Beautiful, shining Ruby. Ruby, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, my gosh. Um, So you know why I've given you this question? Yes, yes. Yeah, totally, because it, it, you know, mimics very closely Mm. uh, what I went through. And um, look, I will say, because I've, you know, I still live in share housing Mm. now. Um, And I guess, you know, and I understand that, you know, you you feel like you're a failure, Mm. but you're not. Absolutely not. Not in any sense of the word. Like, there are thousands, millions of us living in share housing. That's not a sign of failure. That's an economic reality. Well, let's take a step back and go, one, you got out of a relationship that didn't serve you anymore. Yep. Success. Win. Yep. Right. You're strong enough. And because, you know, you, you know, clearly very invested in that and paying off a mortgage yep. and all that kind of stuff. And yet, even with all of those pressures, you realise that this isn't for me. And it's... You had the metaphorical balls yep. to put your well-being... Ahead of what other people think. So tick, not a failure. Tick, massive tick. <clears throat> and then you have secured yourself housing. Yes. Yeah. So there is an economic reality. I mean, I could go into a bloody Marxist critique of capitalism. Oh, Let's not do that. I would join you on that one. You but would. No, we won't but there is an economic reality in Australia at the moment and many other countries where there is no way you could afford to buy a house mm-hmm. and many people couldn't afford to rent a house. Absolutely. So where many people are having to pivot, as I said, you're in shared housing. Yeah. You're 50. Yep. I don't see you as a failure. No, I don't feel like a failure. I see you as dealing with the reality of the housing market. Absolutely. (laughs) And also it's, you know, like, you you know, Ruby, you've, you've come from this relationship and now you're kind of, you're kind of out and it's, it's not a bad thing that you're living with other people. Yes. It's not a bad thing. To be honest, tell me more about that. Um, well, you know, because it's it's very because if you you know if I know that if uh, I lived on my own for about a year after mm. I broke up, and that was, and I needed to live with people, mm. I think uh, mm. after my breakup because that would have kept me a little bit more on an even keel. All right, this um, is interesting. I want to pick up on this because mm. I reckon when you're on that spiral, mm-hmm. the more time you spend alone, the quicker and harder you fall. Absolutely. Absolutely, because you can indulge. There's no Correct. one to distract you from indulging in those those sort of thoughts and yeah. and that trajectory. So, um, if you're laying in bed with a bottle of vodka, a bucket of KFC, and a pack of fags, there's no one to go. Are you all right, Are Scott? You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Not that you want to judge the <laughs> asshole either. No, no, no. Because you might need to do that. Even just just having some. Yeah, are you with all right? Yeah. You know. Yep. And also, you know, if you when you come out of a relationship, it can be a, a you know, you feel a little bit kind of rudderless. Yes. That, you know, you can feel like, but but living with other people, it's a, it's just a really simple, easy way to kind of maintain some kind of human connection. Yep. Um, and you know, a sort of a, a social aspect. And even unconsciously, you you pick up on their routines. Yeah. Like yeah. I find, say, I think a huge protective factor for me, even though I was devastated. Mm is that I couldn't um, I couldn't wallow in that all day because my kids were up. Yes, yep. So even if you live with someone, like pick the right person to live with, mm. but if they're getting up and going to work or they're getting up and they're doing their thing or whatever, even unconsciously you'll probably get up. Yes. Do you know yep. what I mean? Like yep. you, there's a certain rhythm 
to a household. Like, don't pick the frat house. No, no. Like, pick the right flatmate. Exactly. But I think it could be really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, actually. No, I think it's it's a really, really positive thing. Oh, especially if you had two single mums together or something. I want to, you know, go out for coffee. Can you watch the kids? Absolutely. Could be lots of benefits. Yeah, you could – because there are so many different types of share houses out there. It's not all just uni students with, you know, Mm. bookcases made out of planks and bricks. Mm. Um, There are, you know, there are many, many types of share houses and that's just Mm. a reality. Um, And your worth as a person is not measured by what sort of house you can afford. Absolutely. Can we just state that unequivocally? Absolutely. So, you know, no, don't, don't even, you know, we're near a failure, Ruby. She sounds great. She to sounds me. great. She's made really good, yeah, positive decisions. She's made responsible decisions. Yeah. And, you know, it seems like she's kind of, you know, on the way to living her best life. I reckon. I reckon. I think it's really brave mm-hmm. as opposed to a <clears throat> failure. It's really brave. And I would invite her. She said, like, how do you sort of shift that narrative? Because it is hard. There's a very big cultural pressure Mm. that, you know, at 45 or whatever age she is, you should own a house and you have two children and they go to school and they da-da-da-da. You know what? That's not my life. That's not your life. It's not lots of people's lives. Mm -hmm. I'm still successful. Mm -hmm. You're still successful, happy, all those things. I would invite her to consider, because everyone's got one in their circle. Hanging out with us. Hanging out with us. Yep. Uh, consider a couple that she knows who fit that narrative mm-hmm. that are not happy. Yes. Because we all know one. We all know one. Or many. Yeah. And think about the fact that they stay for the story. Yeah. Yes. To, they to stay for that, that feedback. Yep. They stay so people go, oh, they're normal. Yes. They yep. fucking hate each other. Yeah. Or they're miserable or they're whatever and they stay for that. And you, Ruby, had the guts not to do that. Yeah, totally. Totally. And amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen up in here? Yeah, yeah you're, you're <laughs> the great you're, RuPaul. There we go. You're doing great, Ruby. We love you. We do. All right, we're going to finish. So in our repeat um, sloppy seconds, yeah. we're not going to do the no shade on my ex and all that because we've already done it, but okay. I thought I'll take it as an opportunity to fit more of the listener stuff in. I am. So even though we've done three listener calls, I'm going to include a listener letter Okay. and I want to see what you think about it. Yep. And we're going to end on this one. Are you ready, Scott Brennan? I am ready, Nelly. Dear Nelly, I wish I had the courage to send this as a speak pipe. I'm stuck in a hard place. I'm 46 years old. I got divorced about eight years ago. It was both the hardest and best decision after a 14-year relationship. I have two children. I bought a house with the proceeds from my divorce and loved living the single mum life in my own space. Six months after I started my new independent life, I met an amazing man and felt true love for the first time. Three years ago, he and his daughter moved in with me. It seemed like the logical thing to do at the time and things were great at the beginning. But now I feel I'm suffocating in my own home. I want my space back and no longer want to share things and make compromises. I hate myself for wanting him to move out because it could be the end of us and the kids won't understand. I also feel very guilty that he'll have to start again and find a place to rent. He doesn't pay board or living expenses with me and only contributes to electricity and gas, so his weekly expenses would go up massively. I own my own home, so financially I'll be okay. I'm very independent, but I'm an, et- and I'm an introvert and need a lot of me time. I have much resentment and it's been building up and causing me great anxiety. He's a kind and caring person, but I need to live my truth. I feel like a selfish, selfish bitch that lured him in only to kick him out. I know this is not a lot of information to go on. I just don't want to live 
the blended family life living under one roof anymore. Thank you for listening, Anonymous. Oh, Anonymous. Ooh. <clears throat> wow. Um, look, that's fair enough. Like, 100% just, it's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. Like, honestly, Tell me why. Tell me more. Tell um, her why. Well, uh, well, she's she's been in a long-term relationship. Like this is, you know, she, she's anonymous. She's got to discover who she is. Mm. And it seems like, you know, she only had kind of six months. And if she mm. is an introvert, it takes a while for kind of for introverts, mm. you know, and also introverts you know, love just being, you know, in, in mm. their own company. Um, that's not very long. After 14 years, mm. like six months later, mm. that's not very long to kind of, you know, really settle into that, into yourself. I'm going to say, and without judgment <clears throat> and with love, but mm. for other listeners, I think that was the mistake. Yes. Six yeah. months after 14 years, too quick. Too quick, yeah. yeah. Right, dating maybe, Yeah. you know, casual but, sex you know, maybe. She said she found love, you know, we I can't, know. you know, she found love. But I would, I would say, you know, that's it's that is absolutely fair enough, um, you know. And also after after a fourteen year relationship, we were actually sort of talking about mm. this over lunch. We, we nearly, that, you know, we're at the age now where we kind of know what we want and we know what we're willing to compromise mm. on and what we're not, mm. um, and we know where those lines are drawn. Yep. And clearly, anonymous, you know where those lines mm. are drawn, um, and you know you've you've reached you've reached one of those lines. Yeah. Um, and that's not <clears> – <throat> you're not a bad person for that. No. Not at all. Because, no. um, you know, you need what you need and you yeah. can't just push that down for the sake of another person because that's – Or for your kids. Or for your kids because yeah. that's that way madness lies. That's when things mm. explode. And clearly, you know, you've said um, that, you know, you're, this, you're starting to get this resentment and that's only going to build. Mm. I would say that that letter is quite beautifully expressed. It's a really mm. well-written letter. Mm. Show that letter to him. Or a variation of or it. Or a variation of it. Because yeah. you do say, you know, I feel guilty, mm. I love him, mm. but I really need – like that expresses mm. how you feel. That's a good idea. Or you can um, read it out. <clears throat> yeah, that expresses mm. really well. I've got, got a clear idea mm. of what she's going through mm. and how much how much she cares for this man mm. and also how guilty she feels but mm. also how strong her desire is to, to, to really be true to herself. So mm. I think that, you know that letter or a variation on it. Is, she's is not a, being cavalier about it. No, do you know no, what I mean? Like she's not kind of going, "Oh, you're starting to annoy me." Go, yeah, you know, no. like it's a much <clears throat> deeper thing than that. Absolutely, and it's a deep. It's it's to do with her kind of whole personality and her whole, yeah. you know, it's kind of her soul kind of thing. That yeah, this is this is really what I need, and that's that's. And you can tell that actually comes through. Yeah, absolutely. Can I say, like, for me, first and foremost, unequivocally to anybody listening, you are allowed to leave at any time for any reason. Absolutely. Yep. You know, and I know that that's a really simple statement and it's much more complex in reality, but that's the truth. Yes. All of us go into relationships and we risk our hearts. Yes. Yes. So you didn't lure him. Like, that language really worries me. So you tricked him. Yeah. He's a grown adult. He's a grown adult. Who made a decision. Yes. You go into every relationship and in the back of your head, no matter how rosy Mm. and peachy it is, you know that at some point it might end. Absolutely. And it might not, you know. You could be crushed by the other person. Like, no risk, no reward. Yep. There is a risk. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's a risk that you will be hurt, that they will be hurt, that both of you will be hurt. Yes. So you haven't tricked him under false pretenses. Things changed. And you've expressed how much you care for him. Like, you clearly, you obviously... Yes. 
obviously care a lot about him. Yeah. And so there's, you know, you delay, there's no reason to feel guilty because, you know, you are expressing that that care mm. and that concern for him. But at the same time, you're not responsible for his financial... No, that's right. ...well-being. No. Um, and, you know, uh, if, if this is something you need, it's, if you don't address it, it's just going to get worse. I think so. And I think, like, let's face... Let's face the harsh truth. He's going to be hurt. Mm, yeah. um, the kids are going to be hurt. Yep. That doesn't mean that he won't recover and that they won't recover. Yes. And it also doesn't mean that your feelings mean nothing. Absolutely. Yes. You yes, know, like so many true. women yep. do this where they kind of, they stay <clears throat> or they persist in friendships, relationships, family relationships where they go, oh, well, if I don't, then so-and-so will be upset. Well, yeah. are you upset? Yeah, you're willing to forego your own yeah. kind of, you know, emotional well-being. You are allowed of... to leave. Yeah. Leave yeah. as kindly and, and gracefully as you can. Yes. His reaction you can't control. That's true. He That's might true. be upset, he might rage, he might, who knows? He, we but, don't know. You know I, don't, I don't know what he's like, but if I read that yeah, that letter, uh, like you, you would. It, it's it's beautifully expressed. And it it's, is, and and so I would be like, okay, that's like that's it's a pretty messy situation. Yeah, but I, I I get it. You also might read that letter though and be really really pissed off, and then six months later go, that was beautifully expressed. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? exactly. Like yes. in the moment in which you're hurt, <clears throat> in the moment it might, and you're yes. going, I have to find a new house, and I have to da da. That's very stressful. You know, yeah, like yeah. I wouldn't be expecting him to be reasonable. No. But that is straight the, from yeah, the start. No, but that is not an unreasonable. I don't think it is thing at all. From anonymous. Again, you're allowed to go. Yep. You know, you're allowed to leave because you fell out of love. You're allowed to yeah. leave because you don't want to live like that. It sounds like there might be, and I'm not sure if I'm reading too much into it. There might be an opportunity to say to him, "Can we live apart?" Yes. And try that. Like, yes. if the claustrophobia yeah. is about. Oh, maybe she Just still loves him, her. yes. But I want Sounds my own like house. It. Yep. And then he can take that or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if he says no, no, it has to be conventional and it has to be this, then okay, well, I'm so I'm sorry. Yeah. Then we need to break up. Yeah. But I can't stress enough, and I'm I've said it multiple times. You're allowed to go. You're allowed to go. Yes. All right. It's enough that you don't want to be there. I think it's important to maybe just point out that um, him. Like anonymous having her own space mm. and them breaking up are two very different things. Correct, exactly they're not, right. They're not the same. They're not thing. the same thing. So they're you know they're they're two, and I think that needs to be kind of acknowledged that all you need is your own space back, and that's absolutely fair yes. enough. Yes. Um, and know, her needs <clears throat> mean something. Yes. Right. You're allowed to need things. Absolutely. So many and women absolutely. of our generation have been trained out of needing anything, oh, especially mothers. Also, you know, she's gone through like this 14-year relationship, yeah. gone through a divorce, yeah. finally just kind of settled and then, you know, don't make, you know, and then feeling claustrophobic. It's like yeah. you don't have to feel claustrophobic. Yeah. You shouldn't have to be made to feel that way. And do me one favour, mm. right? If you do break up and you start dating again, go for it, do whatever you want. Don't move any in with anyone for a couple of years. Yes. All right? You can love someone. You yes. can even see him every day. You can yep. do whatever, but do not move him with someone for a couple. Give yourself yes. the space that yep. you know you actually need. But obviously, you know, he like he would know her. He'd know she's mm. an introvert, that she does need her own space. And so mm. I, 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 I suspect that uh, it won't come as a complete shock. Do you know what? I'm going to push back slightly on that because I reckon so many women of our generation have been taught to hide needs. Yep. Yeah. And she, I don't <clears> know. That, so many men have been taught to ignore them. To ignore them. 
Yep. You know, yeah. and that is why gender making, roles are shit. Making a lot of assumptions here, yes. You might be right. I hope you're right. I hope And I that he does yeah. know that. But it wouldn't surprise me at all if she's completely hidden her own needs. Yeah. Both in her first relationship and now she's replicated it in this one. She knows not to do it again. Yep. But you tell yourself every day, you look in that mirror and you go, I'm allowed to need shit. Yes. I am allowed to need space. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. And, you know, oh, but oh. that was a beautifully expressed letter. Beautifully anonymous. expressed. So I think if you, you know, you, you know, if you use that level of honesty with him, yeah, uh, then give it a try. Whatever happens is that's on him. Yeah. Yes, that's right. We can, can't control you. anyone else's yeah. reactions. Yes. That's right. You can break up with people in the most beautiful way. I mean, again, going back to my online dating experience, mm-hmm. fuck knows, I tried. <clears throat> Sometimes it just doesn't work. Yep. Because that's not the answer they want. So they're yeah. going to spiral yeah. Yeah. regardless of how you phrase it. Yes. You know, because they don't want that answer. Yeah. That's very human. All you can do is be honest. Yeah. Scott Brennan, you're beautiful. Oh, you are beautiful, Nelly Thomas. You are beautiful yes, in every single way. way. This is why we haven't words started a band. Words can <laughs> bring me down. You know what? Words can bring me down. Yeah. We'll leave it on that. Nelly, I could use some advice, dear Nelly. Yeah, some help would be nice, dear Nelly. I'm eager to hear your point of view, dear Nelly. There's a lot to explore, dear Nelly. When you're 40 or more, dear Nelly. So I'm hoping we can talk it through. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Dear Nelly. Now, don't be shy. I would love to hear your questions and comments. To send me a recording or an email, go to nellythomas.com and follow the links. It's super easy and you might hear me talk about your question in a future episode. Huge thanks to producer Sam Peterson from the Producer Boy Creative Production team and to producer Faye Younger, who in addition to being an excellent human, is also a brilliant real estate buyer's advocate and can be found at youngerhill.com. Thanks to Acast and all the team. And lastly, to you. Without the listeners, I'm just a middle-aged mole talking shit to no one. Please rate, review and consider subscribing for five bucks a month for a bonus episode and to help me keep the lights on. 
and tell your bloody mates, would you? I'd really appreciate it. Love yous.